Do you love to travel and save money? Or do you wish you could travel but money is holding you back? You're in the right place. Welcome to the Families Fly Free podcast, where I show you how to fly your family free forever using my simple fly free formula. I'm your host, Lynn Mettler. My family of four has mastered the art of flying free as simply as possible since 2015, and I want to show your family how to do it too. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Families Fly Free podcast. I'm Lynn Mettler. So we are just back from a super quick trip down to Disney and Orlando. This is one of the great perks of always having a bank of points ready to go wherever you want to fly. You can take some quick trips like this. They don't have to all be week-long vacations. You can do some long weekends. And we literally went down to Orlando just for two nights in the middle of the week. So we chose to do this to attend the Disney Vacation Club Moonlight Magic event, which which is something they um, are offering this year. Um, They closed it down. I think they stopped doing it during COVID. And so this is the first time they're bringing it back. So there's two at Epcot this year, two at Hollywood Studios and two at Animal Kingdom. And um, so you register to go to this event, um, sort of a lottery as you have to be a Disney Vacation Club member. Um, And so we were excited to do that. I was excited to do that Um, as new Disney Vacation Club members. I wanted to see what this special event was. And the first one was um, February 8th at Epcot. And I really like Epcot. So um, we decided to hop down for that one because that's pretty cheap time to fly to Orlando. Uh, And so we didn't have to pay very many points at all. So anyway, I'm going to give a full review of this event and exactly what I had to do to register for it because it was fairly complicated. Um, Inside Families Fly Free on our next Disney Vacation Club Insider Call, which will be in March. We do one of those every quarter. Um, But overall, I'm just going to let you know I was not impressed. Unfortunately, um, there were long lines, like what the, basically the deal is you get to go into the park after it closes. So the park closed at nine. Um, if you were attending this event, you could go in at seven and then you could stay until one and they had, um, certain rides open. And, um, so the, uh, The lines for the rides were very long, and then you can get some free snacks like popcorn and Mickey bars. Those lines were really long, Um, and then there was really nothing else that I thought that was terribly special about the event to make it worth going down. So I really thought we would have done better to just ride the rides we wanted during the day using Genie Plus and not have to stand in a line. And no way am I standing in a 20-minute line to get a free bag of popcorn. Um, So I didn't, it wasn't as great as I thought it would be, unfortunately. So I will give a full detailed review of exactly what it was like um, next month inside of Families Fly Free. So let's move on to today's topic. I will say it was lovely to be in the Orlando sunshine for a couple of days. And I got to meet up with Chad of my DBC Points podcast. So that was super fun to meet him in person. Um, so certainly was great to go down there, get in 78 degree weather, feel some sunshine for a minute was delightful. Um, and we did spend a day in Magic Kingdom um, also, uh, in addition to going to the event. But the event itself was was just disappointing. I thought that was my opinion. 
All right. So this is a topic um, for today's podcast that I have wanted to do for a long time. It's been in my brain because this is um, a common thing that I hear from people who aren't familiar really with um, how travel rewards and frequent flyer miles and all that stuff really works. Um, they just have a loose concept of I can earn miles by paying for flights and then use some of those to get a free trip here and there. So, and this is the idea that they um, are attached to a particular airline that is not Southwest. Um, and if you've been following me, you know that uh, I teach Southwest Airlines. If you want to fly a lot of people, a lot of places within the U.S. and the Caribbean, that's the best airline to fly. Um, and so they'll say to me, yeah, I don't like to fly Southwest. I prefer, and it's usually Delta is what I hear. But I just like Delta, so I'm not interested. Um, I will just fly Delta free instead of Southwest. So I want to address this because I think that there's a misunderstanding there of the comparing of the two. Um, I think that they are understanding this as an either or question. Like, if I could fly free, would I rather fly Delta or would I rather fly Southwest? And their answer is Delta. Like if I had to pick between the two and they are equal, I'm going to choose Delta. But it's not an either or question. That is, that's a misassumption. That's a premise that is incorrect that they're assuming there. The question really is, would you rather fly free on Delta once a year at best or would you rather fly free as much as you want and bring everybody else along with you for free too on Southwest? The two are not equal. And so you need to understand what you're really saying no to there because it's a lot more than I think most people realize. So when someone says this to me, you know, that they'd rather fly Delta, I hear, no, thank you. I'd rather pay for flights and maybe get one free a year for me and maybe my spouse and fly Delta, which is a completely incomprehensible to me. I, I don't compute. <laughs> so any day I will take flying free six times a year on Southwest if I get to choose between those two things. So let's talk about why these two things are so very different and, and, why the choice is not equal. Um, and so mainly this is because on Southwest, you can pay so many fewer points per flight. And what that means is if I'm paying fewer points for every flight, and like I'm talking a quarter of the points that you would pay on any other airline, in most cases, we can't say 100% of the time, but most cases, which is what we're going for here, the majority of the time, I'm paying fewer points, that means I can bring more people with me, my whole family, for the same number of points as I could on another airline, or I can take a bunch more flights for the same number of points on Southwest as I could on another airline. And the reason why you can pay so many fewer points on Southwest, there's multiple reasons for this, which we will hit on briefly here. Um, one, their points prices tend to be significantly lower anyway. Now, there might be cases here and there where Southwest is going to have a higher points price than, you know, usually what I say you're going to end up paying on 
an American or a United or a Delta is around the 25,000 miles per person uh, round trip mark within the U.S. Um, and that's anywhere beyond driving distance. Like if it's a thin driving distance, it's cheaper, but I'll just drive. Thanks very much. You know, I'm looking to go further places. Um, now you can get some web deals on some of these different airlines, but you have to remember they're in no way flexible like Southwest is. Um, and so probably if you get the web deal, they are non-changeable, non-refundable, non-cancelable, on Southwest, I can book anything at the cheap price. I can change it. I can cancel it. Points just go right back in my account. It's completely flexible. So that does not make those web deals appealing to me on any other airline. So generally, Southwest has lower points prices. Okay. The second thing is, unlike any other airline, if you book a flight on Southwest and the points price goes down lower from what you originally paid, you can rebook that flight without canceling it and losing your seat. You just modify it. You just change it. And the difference in points goes right back in your account. You will never do that on any other airline. And that saves us tens of thousands of points every year. Um, just that thing alone. That's singularly unique to Southwest. Um, Number three, we can play a lot of hacks on Southwest. And what I just told you is not a hack. That's something that you've always been able to do on Southwest. Um, and it's something that um, you can do anytime on any flight. Um, so, but there are, the hacks change from time to time. But there's a, because of the way they are set up, there's a lot that we can do to that are it's never guaranteed but oftentimes you can play some of these things all above board all following the rules it's just knowing the rules and how to execute them properly um you can save significantly and as i've said time and time again that's how i saved 70,000 points flying my family to disney world over last thanksgiving how i saved 300,000 points flying my family to Kauai last spring break and how I got us all to um, Maui for 30,000 points total, you know, compared to 25,000 points that you would pay for one person. And that would be within the contiguous U.S. That would certainly not be Hawaii um, on any other airline. So you can really play some of these things if you know what you're doing. Okay. Another reason, and this is a big one, probably the biggest one, is the Southwest Companion Pass which means that on every flight that you take, one person in your group is paying no points and certainly no cash either, right? They do pay the $5.60 per person per way, mandatory security fee, but they're paying no points. And that significantly reduces the number of points that you pay on Southwest for any other flight, for any flight. So let's just say there is a Southwest flight and it's actually is 30,000 points round trip. Whereas on Delta, let's say you could get it for 20,000 points. Okay. Still, if you have the Southwest companion pass and let's say there's two of you flying, you're still only paying 30,000 points for two people, which is really 15,000 points per person, which is still a better deal than Delta. If you're flying four people, you can take that total points price that you're paying and divide it across four people because one of you is paying nothing. And so no matter what, 
that brings down your points price. And that's what makes it's a big way that you can pay fewer points on Southwest that again, you cannot do it on any other airline. Go back and listen to my podcast. If you think Delta has a companion pass, and if you think Alaska has a companion pass, they do. But I explain in that podcast how they in no way compare to the Southwest pass. They're one time only. Alaska's you have to pay something for. You have to pay cash for your ticket when you're adding your companion. Whereas on Southwest, you can pay points for your ticket, your flight, and you can add your companion who pays no points. So this is how we stretch the points across Southwest, across so many flights and across so many people and how we have families of seven and eight able to do this on Southwest. Can you imagine if you had to pay 25,000 points per person round trip for every trip that you wanted to take? Let's just say for a family of six, that's 150,000 points that you have to come up with every single time. Compare that with 15,000 points that I flew my family to Las Vegas, four of us, 30,000 points flying my family to Maui. Um, you can see how many more trips that you can take on Southwest if you're only paying 5,000, 7,500, 10,000 points round trip per person, and one of you is paying no points. You can go... That's how we go places six times a year, which we would never be able to do on a, any other airline because you have to save up so many points. So that brings me to the next point, no pun intended. Um, when you're paying fewer points, you don't have to collect nearly as many points, which makes this whole flying free thing a million times easier. Again, if I'm having to collect 100,000 points for my family of four for every flight. Yeah, I'm going to have to open a whole bunch of cards and get a whole bunch of bonuses and close and reopen. And that's what we don't want to do. That's confusing. It gets you a lot of times in credit card debt because you lose track of what cards you have and what you have on them. Um, and it's very difficult and time consuming. And there's so many rules and ins and outs to know. When you're flying Southwest, you don't need all those gazillions of points. And that's why we are able to have a simple system that keeps your points balance full. One step is you get the companion pass if you're going to be flying around the U.S. and the Caribbean. Um, and then we teach you all of our ways to pay fewer points, even fewer points per flight than that. And then we show you how to replenish your um, points always through your everyday spending. And it's a very simple system that works. So do you want to fly free on Delta once a year? Or do you want to be working a super complicated system to try to get more trips than that on Delta? Or do you want to have an easy system to be able to fly Southwest for your whole family and go as many places as you want? Can you tell I'm passionate about this? <laughs> um, so I want to just hit upon here. I didn't really talk about why people say they prefer to fly Delta. So when you ask them, well, why Delta over Southwest? Um, usually their answer is, well, because Delta has a direct flight and Southwest doesn't. They have connecting flights or Delta has the more convenient time of day um, than the Southwest flights. Um, and I understand that, but I want you to consciously decide, okay, I want to take one trip at a convenient time of day for free. <laughs> Or I want to take six trips for free that might require a connection, that might require 
you know, that we have to get up a little earlier than we want or that we get in, you know, at 1130 or midnight. For me, that's worth it all day long. I always say I will hang on the back of the plane if I am paying nothing for that flight and I'm going places multiple times a year. So that comes down to personal preference. And if you um, listen to the podcast with Heather Hill, where she, um, she talks about, uh, she's a single traveler in some cases when her son isn't going with her and she invited a friend to, um, she had a companion pass hers and she was going on a yoga retreat in, um, Zion national park in Utah. And so, um, she offered for a friend to be her companion and fly for free on Southwest. And the friend said, no, thanks. I'll pay to fly direct on Delta. So again, like I can't even compute, but that is a personal preference. Like if you would rather pay for most of your flights to get there directly, that's up to you. But I think most of you, if you're listening to this podcast, that is not how you function. You're looking to get as good of a deal as you can on your travels and probably on everything that you're buying in your life. Um, you have that couponing mindset of how much can I get for how little? And so, yeah, you might have to take a connection sometimes, but you don't always, we get a lot of nonstop flights on Southwest. It depends where your home airport is. It depends on where you're going, but I do not mind a connection I don't mind the slight inconvenience of time. And here's the thing on Southwest. I mean, if there is an option for a nonstop flight and it, it costs more, or if there is an option for a better time of day, it might be more points, but you can still book it. We booked a lot of flights last summer that were more points than I would have preferred to pay. But again, one of us was flying free and in two of the cases, it was just my husband and I. So again, I'm cutting that more expensive points price and I wanted to pay in half. Um, and I had plenty of points to do that. I was able to choose the flight that I wanted that was more points and it not be a problem because my points account is always being replenished. Um, and I had plenty to do that. So I just want you to have a true understanding of what you're saying no to when you choose to fly Delta or American or JetBlue over Southwest. It is not an equal choice and just realize you can certainly choose what you want, but if you're going to keep flying another airline, it will likely mean that you will be paying for most of your flights. Probably you're going to be flying less and taking fewer trips than if you were flying free on Southwest. There is a difference. So tell me, which one do you choose? Now, next week, um, I have got Doug McKnight from Rope Drop Radio and his new podcast, Rope Drop on Deck, about cruising. So he is going to be filling us in on what it's like to cruise on Disney's newest ship, The Wish. Um, so he was just recent. He's been on there twice. And he took his most recent trip um, after Thanksgiving. So if you're curious about this ship or even what it's like to cruise on Disney or how you can potentially get some savings um, on those cruises, be sure to tune in next Tuesday to hear what he has to say. All right, everyone, have a great week. If you're ready to fly your family free forever, 
I invite you to join my family's Fly Free membership. You'll learn how to stop paying for airfare throughout the U.S., Caribbean, and Europe so you can make those priceless family travel memories before your kids or even your grandkids leave home for good. And you'll learn it using my simple, proven formula that's helped hundreds of families. Plus, it's risk-free. You either get your investment in the membership back in free travel, or I give you your money back. You can get more information at FamiliesFlyFree.com slash join.